Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What. I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. First of all, hello spring. Today was the first day of spring, and I'm excited about spring. I need to take allergy medicine because spring. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to all of the good things spring has to offer me to, to include getting out a little more to also include warm weather, consistent warm weather. Oh, um, what happened this week? Oh, this week I did some volunteer work for the high school um in our county, the kids are returning back to hybrid learning in early April. And although my kids are not returning, I do run a committee on the PTSA. I have told y'all about that before. And so we asked our families um, to donate water for the students. So when they return, water fountains are a no-go. So we had like a little water drive and families dropped off cases of water, for the kids and the staff that will be in the building. So although the day I did it, the weather had been nice like days prior, it was not nice that day. <laughs> but I love the ladies of the PTSA uh, board. We always have a good time together. And so we definitely worked hard and laughed and joked at the same time. It was windy as shit though, y'all. Like the sun was out and that was good, but it was cold. All right, what else? Ooh, this week I attended the... Okay, let me back up. So Levy Ajayi Jones um, put out a new book recently and it's called The Fear Fighter Manual. And this is her second book. Um, the first one was a Do Better Manual, <laughs> which was hilariously amazing. And so obviously because pandemic, um, she can't do an actual in-person book tour. So she's been doing a virtual book tour. So... I attended a tour stop, I think it was Wednesday, and it was she and Myleek. Um, I don't know Myleek's last name. I feel like she's one of those people who has gone, just goes by one name. But Myleek also owns Curlbox. Um, but I had an amazing time listening to the two of them. Now, obviously, they talked about the book, but they also talked about their journeys as being Black women in business and the things that come with that, the aggressions that come along with that, the having to um, fight imposter syndrome, knowing who you are, things of that nature. Um, they talked about the importance of having a tribe, like all of that stuff. I f finished listening to them and I felt so super inspired. Um, and some of the things that they just touched on were definitely things that I needed to hear. Now, there was also St. Patrick's Day. Now, obviously, we are not Irish in the slightest of it, but I had a little fun with it. Definitely wore green, even though I didn't go hardly anywhere. <laughs> you know where I went on St. Patrick's Day? I went to um, Home Depot to get some paint rollers, and I went to Krispy Kreme to pick up some donuts. So Krispy Kreme had green glazed donuts so they're just the classic glaze they taste like the classic glaze they were just colored green now they had some other funky ones too but I wasn't about that life they were bomb though 
Krispy Kreme is not a place that I eat at often at all, but they were delicious. I definitely consume way more than I should have out of the dozen. Um, And then what else? Oh, you know what I started doing? I forgot to share it with you guys. So I started writing a coordinating blog post to go with every episode of Mimi Said What. Now, what I did not do was go back into the archives and create posts. But of the last two podcast episodes, so episode 18 and 17, each have a corresponding blog post. So... If you want to check that out, you can go to MimiCuteLips.com backslash podcast, and they're all there. Ooh, the most exciting thing, y'all. So I had been wanting, there was a bag that I wanted, and for whatever reason, I had kind of talked myself out. It was like, oh, it costs too much. And I don't even know why. Like, I don't even have a real reason. But I was just like, oh, it costs too much. And so then, I don't know, maybe about Thursday, I had just decided I was going to get it. Like, why not? Like, again, I didn't have a reason for talking myself out of it. Um, and so I had made it up in my mind. Okay, I'm going to run some errands on Friday. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to buy it. Now, when I went online, it did tell me that it was out of stock. But I was like, oh, I'll just go to, we have three stores in our area. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'll just call the stores and see which one of those locations have it. How about none of them? So I call a customer service number, y'all. The lady at the customer service line told me they had that it was it had become very popular and that they only had 11 in the entire continental U.S. How sweet. You know, when you get your mind psyched up for something, right? Like you're finally going to get this thing or do this thing or this thing's going to happen. And in your mind, it happens one way or it's going to happen one way. And then it doesn't. That was me. So. Needless to say, there was no instant gratification. Instead, there is long weeks of gratification. It's not instant. So I'm going to hold my mule um, that it comes in stock soon and it'll ship out next day and all that other good stuff. And then I can officially share it with you once it's in my possession. Ugh. anyways, there was not a whole lot of excitement or anything going on for the week and you know what I am okay with that I am um all weeks can't be busy weeks and I definitely appreciate some chill weeks so this week I'd say was pretty chill and that was dope oh I did take up a new skill my husband will debate this with me um so I have (laughs) this week in fact I spackled some holes that I had in a in a craft room wall I had some shelves up and I took them down to replace them with something else and so I spackled them and sanded them down and everything so I actually went out and got paint this week and so I I had plans to paint already but I hadn't gotten to it so tomorrow I'm definitely going to paint but then I took a gamble right so our house is new-ish and so you know with settling and everything you get pop-outs and so I decided that I was going to try my hand alone without telling him at fixing this pop out and then there was like some crumbling in the ceiling so I like knocked it down and yeah I bit off more than I could chew a little bit but I was definitely in the right ballpark and once I sanded it down and everything I was good um but there were definitely some lessons learned now with that said I was proud I definitely felt very accomplished that I had even done such a thing 
Y'all, that's not my cup of tea. And now if I want to do it again, I could just do it myself and I don't have to wait on him to do a thing for me, which was cool. So that is it for your Mimi update. Okay, let's get into some pop culture. Mm, There were some interesting discoveries for this week. So let's start with the Grammys. The Grammys came on last weekend and they were hosted by Trevor Noah, who was funny from the pieces that I saw of the show. I did not watch a whole lot of the show. So I don't even know at what point I popped in, but I popped in enough to see Cardi B and Meg the Stallion perform. And I saw her Meg the Stallion receive an award and I saw Beyonce come up. <clears throat> so I didn't see a whole lot of the show. Um I was okay with what I saw, but mm, I didn't feel like I had missed anything. So if you watch then let me know what you thought. If you did not, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, you didn't meet miss much of anything so the big things were um Beyonce has now won the most awards of any artist female or male in Grammy history and she didn't know that so she had won one with her and Meg the Stallion for um Savage is that it yeah the Savage remix and so at that time in which she won they told her live that she had just tied the record for the most wins of a Grammy artist, uh, of any artist, I'm sorry. And so then after that, she won. She won her and Blue Ivy won, I think is was the award. And, or no, maybe this was award for something else. It was, was it Blackest King? I don't know, some shit, y'all. And that made her, that gave her the 28 Grammys total, thus making history as the most decorated artist at the Grammys. She got the most Grammys, y'all, um, which I thought was pretty cool. It was pretty dope. It was fun, funny um, and endearing to see her very real-time reaction because she didn't know and didn't expect it. So that was dope. Um, So I did see that. Now they had quite a few performances that I did not see to include Bad Bunny. I told you I saw Cardi B, um, The Baby, Doja Cat, Mickey Guyton. I don't even know who that is. Roddy Rich. Don't know who that is exactly. I think I like some of his songs, but it's he's one of those artists that when the music comes on, I'm like, oh, babe, I like this song. Who sings it again? Yeah, I'm that girl. Um, Winners for the night. Best New Artist, Meg Thee Stallion. Best Melodic Rap Performance, Lockdown, was uh, to Anderson Pock. Song of the Year, I Can't Breathe, Her. Best Rap Song, Savage, Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion. And then Best R&B Performance, Black Parade, Beyonce. Okay, so that's what it was. See, I just had to keep going, y'all. That last one, the Black Parade, is what put her over the top. So that was it for the Grammys. You know the people be at home mostly. Um, when they pan to the all. Audience, everybody had masks on. Here's the interesting part. When they would go up to the podium, they would take their mask off. And someone even said that they had all been tested and everything. Yet they sat socially distant with their mask on. So part of me not being interested is that the camera is panning around to a bunch of people in masks. I don't even know who I'm looking at. How do I know if I should get excited or not when I don't even know who I'm looking at? So I was not excited. Anyway, moving on. 
Versus is going on. Actually, it might be going on right now. So it came on tonight, was scheduled, let me say that, to come on tonight at 8 p.m. I know that they are generally fashionably late. So (laughs) I'm not surprised if it did not start at 8 p.m. And if, in fact, it is still going on. Um, But tonight featured Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. I know a very small amount of their music. And so I, I didn't have any dogs in this fight. I didn't plan to watch. Honestly, I don't even know anyone who did plan to watch, but I'm sure there are many out there. Um, I just was not a fan. So I was like, where is the 90s R&B? Where are my people? All right, moving on. So Jamie Foxx is returning back to TV and I think I want to check it out. So he's got a new show. It's called Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me. And it drops April 14th. So a little less than a month is coming out. Of course, it's a Netflix series because Netflix has their hand in everything. So um, the show is pulled from his experience in raising his daughter, Corinne. And um, the two of them serve as producers of the show. So um, apparently he's not said much about the plot details of the show. But there are great things in store. So we'll see. David Allen Greer is in the show. I don't know what his role is, but I love David Allen Greer. He is funny as shit. And so I am here even more to see what he's up to. So um, it's a comedy though, of course, and it's produced by Foxhole, which is Jamie Foxx's company. So I have to look forward to April 14th to check that out. Also, y'all, I am super excited, overly excited, and it's stupid. But Peter Rabbit 2 is coming out. If you have not seen the first Peter Rabbit, you just need to get yourself together. Yes, it, it is a it is a kid's movie, but that movie is so damn funny. I find that I tend to enjoy movies, kid movies, where the people are real and the animals and stuff are animated. Well, no, they're not even animated. They're like little real looking rabbits. Yeah, they look real. Obviously, they aren't. Anyways. So Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, is, um, it still has our lovable <laughs> B is back, but the the rabbits, y'all, they, they done gone rogue again. They stay going rogue, which is why the first one was so damn funny. So um, the rabbits have created a makeshift family, but despite his best efforts, Peter can't seem to shake his mischievous reputation Adventuring out of the garden, Peter finds himself in a world where his mischief is appreciated. But when his family risks everything to come looking for him, Peter must figure out what kind of bunny he wants to be. Ooh, that sounds very (laughs) human-like. So the cast consists of Rose Byrne, who I enjoyed her uh, in the first movie. And this time, David Oyelowo is in the movie. Um, I haven't looked at the trailer I don't even know if the trailer's out. I feel like it should be. But I haven't looked it up. I haven't looked at it. Um, Like I said, it drops May 14th. But I'm curious as to what his role will be. Now, there are lots of regulars coming back as Margot Rubio does the voice of one of the bunnies. James Corden is Peter Rabbit, which is hilarious. I love James Corden. So I look forward to it. Um, Every once in a while, we'll get together as a family and watch a movie and... um, Maybe our May movie will have to be 
Peter Rabbit too because I want to see it and I know the kids want to see it um I feel like all kids like a movie where the characters are you know mischievous and those rabbits be they get in the shit so anyway if you've seen it then you can appreciate my love and devotion for Peter Rabbit if not you need to watch it it's a good family movie it's funny as shit all right so that's it for your pop culture update okay so let's talk about what Mimi is watching I don't feel like I watched a whole lot this week um but let's let's talk about it um, I told you last week, quite a few of my shows are on hiatus for about a month. So <laughs> there is not much happening. I did watch Love Jacked. So this was a movie on Netflix. Apparently it came out in 2018. And the character, the movie is about a character named Maya. And she has these artistic ambitions. Um, And her dad, oh my God, her dad was such a dick. <laughs> He is just so controlling of her life. He wanted her to like run the family business and all of that. He pretty much wanted her to do what he felt like was in her best interest, not what she wanted to do. So Maya decides to travel to Africa for some inspiration and returns with a fiance, y'all. And it's a whole ass shamble and shit show that ensues as a result of. Um, There are some cute moments, though. I'm not going to lie there were definitely some uh, cute moments. Um, Also, I told you um, that her dad was a dick. So her dad is played by Keith David. Now, Keith David is an old school actor. If you watched Greenleaf, then he was the reverend on Greenleaf. Um, He has a way of playing these roles where he's just like this mean, stern man. And I don't even know why, but that was exactly the case. Now, I will say he does begin to come around, don't they always? I feel like that's just par for the course. Um, But in the beginning, y'all, I wanted to punch him in his face. I was like, yo, you tripping like you have gone too far. Anyway, um, the star of the show, Maya, is played by Amber Stevens West. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's a funny movie. Definitely an easy watch for sure. All right. What else did I watch? So I, y'all, so I tried to watch this show called Moxie. So what I have been doing is I like to check out the shows that are trending on Netflix and see if any of them suit my fancy. So I have a specific type of television that I typically watch. So when I check for the trending, like it's a great way for me to give something a try and, you know, maybe watch something a little out of my box. So Moxie was trending. It was one of the top rated shows. So I was like, oh, let me watch it. I watched it and I got to 14 minutes and 40 seconds of the show. And I was ready to punch a white boy on TV in the motherfucking face. So there's a new black girl who comes to the school and she's very outspoken. Well, he rolls up on her while she's at the soda machine. First of all, he touches her and she's like repulsed by it. And she says something and he's like, don't be afraid. She's like, I'm not afraid. I didn't give you permission to touch me. And I was like, yes, girlfriend, let this fool know. Y'all. So I told you she's she's at the soda machine and he walks up. He gets the soda out of the soda machine. He opens it up. 
Y'all, he spits in it and hands it to her. (sighs) Y'all, I wish the fuck somebody would do that shit to me. (laughs) So my, my husband was sitting in a room with me and he's like, what kind of racist bullshit are you watching? I don't know because I didn't say sign up for no racist bullshit. I turned it off, gave it a thumbs down. It's a no for me. Um, no, I don't. I don't even care if you've watched it. I'm not giving it another try. I don't even know what what the movie was about for real. I just was like, oh, let me watch it and check it out. Yeah, don't know the description, and I don't care what it is at this point. I will not be watching. But I was floored. Oh. They be wanting me to choose violence. I just know they do. All right. So on to something way lighter. This is us. Oh, it was such a good episode this week. Now, there were a lot of emotions. There is uh, Toby and Kate are still dealing with life with a newborn as are Kevin and his fiance. Um, They're dealing with life of first-time parents and newborns and they got twins they got a whole lot happening um and then there's uh randall and beth so felicia rashad uh, guest appears on this episode as best mom again and there is just some some interesting energy passing through the house i'll say that um but at the end there is this sweet sweet moment between deja and randall so Deja is the adopted daughter and her boyfriend had come over early in the day. He needed some advice. So he went straight to Randall, told Randall what his problem was and Randall gave him some advice. Cool. But he hadn't told Deja about what was going on and why he needed this advice. So he comes over for dinner and all it is is hashed out and unfurls at the at the dinner. I can't talk <laughs> at the dinner table. So as it's unfolding, Deja realizes that her dad knew and she didn't know. He didn't. I don't know if he knew that she didn't know. Y'all. So at the end of dinner that night, she has this conversation with him and she's like getting emotional a little bit, which was such a sweet moment because if y'all know the story, Deja was hardcore. Um, But she was telling Randall how she loves him to pieces and she considers him her um considers him one of her day ones and all of this stuff right and she's like you gotta have my back first like you gotta choose me first and so it's it's a very sweet moment in and of itself but more so because she's a teenager and y'all we be as mothers uh parents of teenagers you be begging for moments like this so it was really sweet that she looked at him in that way and she let him know and he received it right Okay, so the backstory is um, her boyfriend has been a single parent. Now, they just in high school, y'all. But her boyfriend got a daughter and he's been raising her on his own. The baby mama dipped out. Well, the baby mama decided. Oh, and he's got full custody of the baby. So the baby mama decides she won't come back around. And so that's what all this was about. So he was asking Randall, what should he do? Should he let the baby mama come around? And y'all know Randall has a soft spot because he just learned about his biological mother and obviously he didn't know her before she died so there is a bit of a gap in his heart because of that which I get 
right? You want to know who your people are, what tribe you come from, you know, what your habits are. Do you look like them? Like all of that stuff. So that's why, um, plus he respects Randall. So that's why he came to him to ask him his opinion. So <laughs> Deja finds out at the table. I think her name is Jennifer. That Jennifer's back on the scene. So as she's having this heart to heart with Randall, he lets her know for sure that he is her day one and that he absolutely always has her back. Y'all, she pulls, so he's like, so what she look like? She pulls the girl up on Instagram and they go in like two cackling women. Oh my God, it was so sweet and so funny at the same time. So she's like showing him a picture and he's like, uh-uh. And why she doing duck lips in the picture, right? Typical women shit. And um, he was like, those duck lips ain't funny or cute. Go on to the next one so we can see. Y'all, they tore that girl up. And it was so funny because Randall was leading the way. But it was such a sweet, sweet moment. Um, and clearly he had her back. <laughs> he was ready. He dogged the shit out of her. <laughs> All right, moving on to station 19. So, ooh, station 19 was good too, y'all. So they left us with a, a cliffhanger ending. So it was... Mm, it was a heavy-ish episode. It was a weird episode. Let me say that. It was a little heavy. Definitely a little strange. I feel like it kind of went back and forth. So um, they're still reeling with um, the death of DeLuca, who is on Grey's Anatomy. But last episode was a crossover. So Maya's girlfriend is the sister to DeLuca. So she's like helping her get through and planning, you know, all the stuff that comes along with it. Meanwhile, um, they're all struggling just to deal with the devastation of the loss. So Vic goes out running and she runs into this guy she had been bumping into on prior episodes, but it never went went to anywhere. And it was funny because they seemed to have this very good chemistry and they definitely both were single and seemed to be interested in one another, right? So he shows, so she bumps into him while she's out running. I think they're like secretly looking for each other and that's why they were out running. And then he shows up at the fire station at the end of the episode and she sees him. At first she was bummed out thinking, cause she had called him and thinking that he was unavailable. Um, but he lied because he was there at the station, right? So she sees him, she's all excited. I think he's got some flowers or something. But her bestie, Travis, is like right over to the side and he and this new potential boo lock eyes y'all and then the show goes off we don't know what happened why it's happening is it gonna we don't know anything what we do know is that travis and vic are absolutely best friends so there is a bro code happening there right the other part is travis is gay so i'm hoping he hasn't seen this man on his Tinder apps looking for other men or he wasn't with him. Like, oh, I'm so concerned for where this story could get. But we got a whole lot of mute. But they do come back this week. So we should get our answers then. All right. Um, following up from Station 19 is Grey's Anatomy. It was a heavy episode. It was an emotional episode. Why? Because everyone is reeling from the death of DeLuca. It was a lot. Um, but there was some healing and some realizations and some good, tough, hard conversations that needed to be had in that episode. And so 
that was really sweet to see. I always love to see just how much they ride for each other, just how supportive they are, and how they always have each other's back. If you think about it, though, pre-pandemic, obviously, you spend so much of your time in the office with your coworkers, more waking hours than you do with your own family. And so the connections are deep. And we definitely saw that in Grey's Anatomy. Now, outside of that, I'm ready to throw Grey's Anatomy in the trash. I done told y'all. I want them to just end the season right here, right now, so I can move on with my life because I feel obligated to keep watching, although the episodes are just lackluster as fuck. Like... Debbie Allen is still there and Shonda is gone, but I feel like the writing is lacking. They're still doing this. Is she alive? Is she dead thing with Meredith Grey? And that shit is pissing me off. Anyways, that's it. That's all for what Mimi is watching. Okay, so for our main topic, we're going to talk about Jenny and Georgia because that is my favorite fucking obsession from the entire week. So in the pop culture segment, I told you how I had begun. Nope. And what Mimi's watching, I think. Anyway, I told you how I had begun to check out shows based on their trending and popularity on Netflix. And that's how I landed on Jenny and Georgia. Now, this is a Netflix series. It came out on February 24th. It has had several weeks at number one. And now I know why. Oh my gosh, it's the best thing I've watched in a minute. I'm obsessed. Dare I say I'm ready to watch it again and I have really been considering watching it again. Like it's that good. Okay, first of all, let me start off by saying I am praying to God that they get a season two. It's still yet early in the game. They haven't even been out a a month yet, but with all the popularity that they have garnered, I feel like a season two is a guarantee. All right. So what the hell and who the hell is Jenny and Georgia? So it's a coming of age story. Georgia's 30 and her daughter Jenny is 15 and they move to a new town. Ugh, things don't go as planned, y'all. Georgia has this like mysterious past and that shit is deep as a own bitch, let me tell you. And that threatens to uproot everything they've worked so hard to kind of keep together. Now, while this movie is about Jenny and Georgia, um... A mother and daughter. There's also a little brother. And he's so precocious. He's so cute. He's so smart. And it is so sweet to watch Jenny have this loving relationship with her little brother. There's so many nuances at play. So it stars Brienne Howie, which I don't, I don't know her. She's only 31 in real life, which is funny. Um, and then Antonia Gentry who she likes to go by Tony. So henceforth, we're going we gonna to call her Tony, okay? Um, she's only 23. So it's funny that this 23-year-old is playing a 15-year-old whose mom is only 30. <laughs> now, um, Tony is a newcomer as far as I'm concerned. She was in a Netflix movie called Candy Jar in 2018. And I said I was going to look it up and watch it just on the strength of I liked her a whole lot. So... Um, there is a show called Netflix After Party hosted by David Spade and Brienne and Tony were both on that show. Late night circuit kind of deal and kind of, um, just, you know, sharing some tea behind the show and all that other stuff. Also, Tony was on the Ellen show. Yeah. So, um, I learned some things y'all. 
So, okay, first, so let me tell you about the things that take place. (laughs) So, okay, it's 10 episodes filled with twists and turns, like nonstop twists and turns. Mother-daughter drama for sure. Being the new kid at a school, um, there is a whole birth control situation discussion thing, which um, I, I haven't, you know, I'm not there yet, but I am the parent of a teen. And so I do appreciate some of this teen stuff. Like help a sister out. Give me some tips, a little bit of a blueprint, and I can go from there when it's my turn. So there is that. Um, also, there are, oof, there's too many underlying themes to to note, but sex is one of them. <laughs> Murder is definitely one. There is a bit of a whodunit taking place scandal plenty um jenny is in school she's a high schooler so you see a lot of her school life her friends and stuff like that um the other themes are struggling to fit in being multiracial um when white ain't enough black ain't enough and you just ain't enough of whatever you are to make up who you are to appease the likes of others um fun fact it only took about four to six months for them to shoot this which I feel like is really quick, but it was so good, y'all. It was so good. So on Ellen, Tony shared that um, some of the things that we see in Jenny and Georgia were actually real life experiences for her as a biracial person. Um, she wants to celebrate, celebrate, excuse me. <laughs> she wants to celebrate everything that makes her who she is. And why wouldn't she? Why does society have to make her check a box and fit into that whatever that box is? So um, I I felt bad for her a little bit when I was like, oh, girl, somebody's a real life. This is a mess. Um, so there are certain dialogues surrounding race issues and microaggressions and all of that. So then to now know after you watch all of that, in my case, that these were pulled from real life, although I'm not surprised. So she was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. But she experienced questions like, what are you? And statements like, I wanted to have mixed babies, but I don't want to deal with all of that hair. Now, these are questions that show up in the movie and then also in her real life by people. Um, One of the things she said, so Jenny gets these people together right here, right now. She doesn't take the laid back or high road approach. Um, She addresses it head on. And one of the things she shared in Ella interview is she wished she was that brave to face things head on instead of micro micro aggressively dealing with them or, you know, whatever. Um, it, it was a very good interview. I must say, I feel like this young lady is going to go so far and I can't see, can't wait to see what that looks like for her. Um, another fun fact on the movie was that one of the fathers was deaf and, uh, the wife had to sign and the kids. And I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. And so, they advocate for him to have just a regular life and everything. And I love that. We need more of those kind of perceptions and stuff put out there. Um, also, it's very real, though. But um, the show was so good. So I currently have my best DT binge watching it so we could talk about it. And we have loosely started to talk about it because she is almost at the midway point And some shit get topsy-turvy. 
definitely, definitely. Um, they left us with some amazing cliffhangers that lead us to believe that they have to have a season two. Like it's gotta be like the people have spoken and we want more. Like it's that good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else of note in the movie. Not that I can think of. I can't think of anyone, but, um, I thought it was very well done and, it's some funny in there. There's some other totally unrelated salationship going on. It's a whole, a whole nother other thing taking place in the show. And as I watched, like as excited as I was about what I was watching, I was curious about what it meant. And so um, they had someone on the set who, you know, like told, told them to chill out a little bit. Like, <laughs> just, just know that we got you. Um... But, ooh, I do like, mm, I do like that they have touched on such big topics that hopefully they do force people to have some conversations that they just may not have had otherwise. Um, Georgia is a piece of work (laughs) in the best way possible. Like, I don't know anyone like that. You might know someone like that, but yeah. She is a interesting character for sure. So do check out Jenny and Georgia so that we can continue to talk about it. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as I'm describing. As you watch, you'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, that's what me was talking about. Yes, yes, that's what the fuck me was talking about. So do enjoy and report back. And if you've already watched it, let me know. All right, so we are officially into spring, which I mentioned earlier. So let's talk about just a little bit of things about spring. What are you looking forward to? Like, do you have plans? Like, what's the deal? Talk to me, tell me everything. So I accidentally, (laughs) unintentionally, (laughs) uh, started some spring cleaning today in my daughter's room. I had um, started moving around some furniture last night and we went ahead and wrapped it up today, which had us purging Y'all, I don't know if your kids are like my kids or if you are like my kids and you like to attach some sort of sentimental value to everything. Now, in the years past, it has been brutal, but my girl has come around and she did such an amazing job at deciding what to keep and what to get rid of, what she was still interested in, what she wanted to uh, get rid of because she didn't like for whatever reason or she was just too old for it. And it felt good. Like, it felt really good. So, here are some additional tips that you can apply to your home this spring. Feel free to spring clean. Get rid of all of the stuff that no longer serves you. Um, Get rid of the things that don't bring you joy. Like, all of those things. Um, This time of year, Babe normally changes the filters in our home and at our townhouse. And so... um, it's a good system, right? It's cyclical because he always remembers twice a year <laughs> to change the filters, check them, you know, make sure they're good, all of that stuff. Um, have you started working on the lawn? Do you have a lawn? Do you care about the lawn? I am a non-lawn carer, but my husband is. And I saw he had started digging up around the flower beds, I guess they are, to where the mulch goes and kind of cleaning those up already. Also... 
Spring is when my daughter starts growing stuff. She loves to grow produce and it's bomb and delicious. Let me tell you, we lived off of her tomatoes last year and um, green peppers. I cook with both of those. So um, she'll need to decide what she's going to grow and what that's going to look like. Um, HGTV suggests that you clean your gutters. I always hear that and I always wonder, do people really clean their gutters like I know they got people for that because I see them on the local news and stuff but do people really go out and clean the gutters now I say this as someone who has never cleaned the gutters let me say that also I'm not mm, no I I wouldn't be the person who does it anyway (laughs) Babe may actually clean a gutter's child. And I have no idea why, because that's not my ministry. It's not my ministry at all. But if it needs to be yours, then I'm going to say go on and get on board. Um, So like I said, they recommend that you clean your gutters. They also recommend that you clean your faucets and shower heads. Um, to, so unscrew them. Uh, and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to soak them. So you're supposed to put like some equal parts vinegar and water solution, like in a sandwich bag, right? Like a Ziploc bag. And then you put that over top of the water faucet. So it's just, the water is just concentrated around the sprayer part of your faucet, which is a bomb idea. It may sound crazy, but if you Google it, you'll see the visual and you'll be like, oh, that makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, they definitely recommend that because water spots and water damage, depending on how hard your water is, will make all of the difference. Um, they also recommend that you clean out your dryer vents. And I immediately thought, oh, that's the thing. Should we be doing that? Now, I don't know if we aren't doing that. Let me, let me say that. I don't know. Because <laughs> again, that's file that under stuff that Bay does. So I don't even know if that's something we do. But if you have one and you haven't done it in the last six months, you need to go on and get up off your tail and you can listen to the podcast while you're cleaning, while you're doing all of the things. Um, But do make sure you are doing those things. Also, they cut down on your utility bills because you don't want your units having to overcompensate because the filter is filthy and all that other stuff, right? All right. So they also suggest that you... um, Wash the exterior of your windows. Ooh, I remember watching my son do that last summer. Um, And clean your grill, especially if you're one of them dirty people from last summer and you have not cleaned your grill since you last used it. You nasty, but now's a good time to clean it off. Um, Test your smoke detectors. Now's a great time to check for the batteries and all that other stuff. I dare to add a carbon monoxide meter into the mix of that. If you do not have one, you should. Um, what else? I guess that's about it. The kids are going on spring break. Spring break is coming, y'all. Ooh, so excited. So excited. Said every parent, um, as self-sufficient as my kids are when it comes to school, mama still need a break. I really do. Um, and spring allows me to get outside a little more so I can get more of those breaks. But do go ahead and put a little bit of screen, uh, spring cleaning tweaking and twerking on your to-do list 
so you could get some of that done. Me, mine needs to include uh, a milkshake, a Benadryl milkshake or Zyrtec milkshake because the spring has sprung and it has brought some terrible allergies. That is one of the sucky things about um, the spring season. It's just the allergies that come along with it. So um, if you are one of those fancy people that I have not proven to be yet, then I would also say now's a great time to change your decor. So if you are one of those people who has like winter fabrics and stuff like that for this area, but this area has that. Um, yeah. Uh, just just get all, get all your stuff together. Enjoy your spring. Uh, I'm going to take some time off, y'all. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. Now I'm going to be fresh up on my allergy medicine and make sure my sinuses are good. Because as much as this is a great time to open a window, it is terrible for my allergies. But I'm just going to medicate and enjoy I am going to enjoy I still haven't got my mojo back but I want to enjoy the outsides I want to enjoy the fresh air and I don't even plan on doing a whole lot but whatever it is y'all I'm gonna enjoy it because being in the house during this global pandemic in the winter has been so extra hard Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What? Thank you for listening and subscribing and sharing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You are appreciated, I promise. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag Mimi Said What? Until next time, cuties. I'm not going to